Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. Do you consider yourself 50% creative and 50% business? If you want to expand your entrepreneurial portfolio with a rewarding new opportunity, listen up. This episode is brought to you by Platform by Raw Artists, which is a licensing program for creative entrepreneurs with a knack for event production and a love for the arts. After 14 years in business, Raw Artists, who's produced arts events all over the globe, is giving select entrepreneurs their tools, technology, and trademark to plan, produce, and promote their own for-profit art showcases. Think franchising, but with way more control. If you've been looking for your next opportunity to earn a great living doing something you're passionate about, this is your sign. Learn more and apply for an exclusive license in your city at www.rawartists.com slash platform. Okay, first of all, I want to say if you're hearing this, then that means we might have a spot left for our half day retreat taking place in Boston. So if you happen to be in the Boston area, check that out. It's taking place this Friday from when this podcast episode is coming out. That's why I say if we decide to include this, that means there might be a spot left at the time of this episode coming out. So reach out if you want to join us. It's Friday, April 14th, nine to two in downtown Boston. Um, We'll put the link here for if you want to potentially join us. It's going to be a fun day of connection, inspiration, and just really getting to dive in and focus on your business without the day-to-day of actual work getting in the way Um, because it's a totally focused time. Okay, so today, let's talk personal brand. It's something I've been thinking a lot about lately as one of my big focuses this year is amplification. You might have heard me talk about that earlier at some point. Um, My word of the year is amplification um, of my business and brand in a way that I haven't really done before. And for a PR person, I'm the first to admit I have not paid much attention to my personal brand in recent years or ever really uh, as I've, I've worked up to build up my company to be something bigger than me. Like I've been focused on building a company and, and the overall brand and something that's bigger than me and kind of always been like, you know, it's not about me. I don't want to be the face of this blah, blah, blah. Right. We all have had those excuses sometimes, but personal brand is important too. And even even if you're not a like self-named company or whatever, like my personal brand is not my company, but my personal brand is a big part of who I am and it's and, and I am a big part of my company, right? So it's something I'm trying to hone in on more intentionally this year. It's something that I think is more important than we often give it credit for. It's easy to kind of sweep it under the rug and be like, okay, yeah, like I'm not going to focus on that right now. I'm focusing on building, you know, building this business. Um, but it's something I always encourage my clients to think about and to build up 
And yet here I am not taking my own advice. So I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Personally, I've been thinking about it a lot lately for some of my clients talking about it a lot in different capacities. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit here today with you guys. Um, I do think that, you know, it's something we all should lean into a little bit more. So I wanted to jump into a few easy ways that we all can work on this right now. It's a few things we can all commit to doing in the next couple months, probably the next couple weeks, depending on how you want to spread it out. And I mean, but then commit to it for longer than that, the next couple months at least, to build our personal brands up this spring, this year, however you want to look at it. So, um, number one is to just really think about one thing that you want to be known for. Really, this should come before number one, because kind of everything's going to relate to this piece of it. But think about one thing you want to be known for. (laughs) Okay, that's the first step of this. But then think, jot down like three right now, just like what comes to mind when you think about there's that one thing you want to be known for, but then what are like three different topics around that sort of like subtopics, different things that you can talk about and want to be known for that get a little bit more specific. So think about the one thing that you want to be known for and jot down right now, three different kind of topics, subtopics, like three different things that are part of that, that you could share more about. And that would help kind of illustrate your main topic, illustrate you as an expert in that main topic, because you can go into detail about these three like things. It could be two, it could be four, whatever, but I think let's go with three for now. Um, and yeah, three things that you can really talk about, like in a really, you know, in-depth or, you know, smart way, (laughs) things that you can really tell someone about. So, you know, my main thing, you know, I could say, um, my main thing that I want to be known for could be PR and my subtopics, if you will, might be that I want to be seen as an expert in media outreach, relationship building, and podcasts, pitching podcasts or being a guest on podcasts. I don't know, whatever. Um, I haven't actually done this yet. I'm just (laughs) making this up. So, so say those are like the three things that you want to be able to speak about in order that kind of really illustrate like your expertise in PR. So whatever that is for you, write that down and create social media posts relating to these topics for the next couple of weeks maybe get five posts together right now around these three topics at least, or maybe six, maybe two two posts about each topic or something like that right now. And write down your main messaging around the main topic. Like what are some of the main, your main messages around your main topic of like being of PR, being a PR expert. And then um, think about the the main way that you'd want to talk about this thing and the main, what you want to be known for when it comes to this topic and make a note of that. I'm like literally physically write this down so that like you're honing your messaging here, then make sure that when you are writing these five posts, you can use some of that main messaging, that same messaging in these posts, that same main messaging (laughs) in these posts. So in this copy, you're going to 
be talking about some, the more specific subtopics, but you're going to use some of your main messaging. So for example, like, what did I say mine would be? So, um, so yeah, say I, my subtopics are like being like media outreach was one of them. And so I would use some of my main messaging around PR, but then diving into the specific, some, the more specific topic of like media outreach and how and why that's important in PR, things like that. So I'd be using some of the messaging around my main topic, but honing in a little bit deeper. Does that make sense? This is just, I'm just trying to make a way of getting you to be kind of known for some specific pieces around within your main topic. You might already be wanting to be known for something super specific and that's great, but I still think try to, you know, maybe you don't have to think, but maybe subtopics is the wrong word. Maybe it's just like three things that are kind of like related to or part of your main, the main thing you want to be known for. All I'm basically trying to say is have a couple of key messages, a couple of key topics that you're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks. And that's an easy way to start getting that out there. And so this will start to solidify those main messages in people's minds and start to make you solidify you as an expert on this thing in a way that will stand out because it's consistent. So that's what we're getting at. You're using this main overall messaging in a lot of different content that are about different things. So you're not going to feel super repetitive, but it has that consistency. That's a good way to put way of putting it. I like that. Uh, repetitive without being, I mean, consistent without feeling repetitive is kind of what we want here. Okay. So once you've got that, um, no, this is not actually like a, this is not like a num step one, step two, step three thing. You don't have to have done that first. You can do that. It <laughs> in any order, but number two, um, the second thing is to find a media outlet. Yes. You knew I would say it, um, where it would make sense to talk about this topic. You like how I put the social first, even though I'm usually hating on social because I think people use it as the be all end all of marketing way too much, but I know it often feels like the easy go-to. So I let you start there as we ease into this, um, because I know that feels like an easy place to start. And that's why that one seemed simple because it was, but now, um, no, I think it's, it is such, it's a quick and easy way to get, it's a, it's like a good win, right. To get new messaging out there and people do look that up. So if you want to get messaging out there to people who are looking, social is a great place to start, but that's the key. It's for those who are already looking at you already. Now we want to reach those who may not already be paying attention. So we want to get in front of people who are not already following you or know who you are. So that's where the second one comes into play. So let's start. So well, I already said, start by finding a media outlet that you would like to be in that takes contributed articles. So then I want to start with drafting a blog post for your website that's around the same topic and also then and then take it a step further and draft a contributed post um a contributed like article not necessarily post we're, we're always talking like online words right now um so an on a draft an article on the same topic or a similar vein something related to you guessed it one of the things you want to be known for so what you're going to do is submit this contributed article to a publication 
and have a blog post up on your website that is similar. So it's different. You're not going to submit the blog post. You almost always need to contribute an article that is a unique article, never been published before, can't be anywhere else, even your own website. It has to be, um, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> it has to be a new article um, that hasn't been published before. There's a word for that. Um, but the thing is, you want people to be able to see on your website that you're talking about this also. And they're going to also see it on their, your social media, remember. So I like this strategy because then you already have content on your website when people come to take a look after seeing your contributed article in another publication. So if they're like, wow, this is really interesting and I've never thought about this thing that way and I want to check out this person who's talking about this because she seems like she could really help me. Then you make the blog post go a step further. So it can be a bit more nitty gritty into the topic of whatever you're discussing in the submitted article so that people that when they get there, they're like, wow, she really knows this stuff and I can learn so much. And she's got more. It's like you're going to grab them more because they're gonna be like, wow, this is like the same thing that I already just found I was interested in but it's taking it a step further. I'm learning more things. It's going a little more specific, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so that grabs the people who are reading the article. But the reason I want it up on the website first too, is because that also makes, this is a whole different podcast episode, but that makes it, um, really interesting. Like that makes the, the art, the outlet more likely to feature your article because they can like actually see that you really, know your stuff. This really is something you talk about. You have content around this already. You're already an expert in the field. Like that's what they want to see. So having that up on having the blog post that's kind of somewhat similar or, or on a related topic can be really um, helpful part of that strategy. So, and then, you know, then you've got, again, the from the first step, you've got the the social posts up and now you have a blog post on your website and a contributed a bylined article in a larger publication or just a different publication that you don't own and so this is really starting to build up your expert status okay number three find an event that you can go to that makes sense for you it could be a business-focused networking event or somewhere you'll get in front of people who would be somewhat relevant to you or your business or your topic or just, you know, networking in general. It doesn't have to be totally business related, but something where you can talk about what you do and practice talking about your topic. So part of this is number one, just getting out there and actually talking to people in person about your thing and starting to become more known for that thing among people that you might actually come face to face with. But number two is actually practicing strategically developing ways to bring it up in conversation because we all know we've been in those situations where maybe you go through a whole networking event or a whole night or whatever it is or even just a whole conversation with someone that you don't know that well and like the main thing that we really want to be known for that you really want to say just never really like naturally comes up in the conversation sometimes you have to really make sure it comes up or you have to find ways to make it make sense and bring it up. And sometimes I think people are a little bit shy to do that, to just be like, 
okay, by the way, here's the thing I'm really passionate about and I really care about. And it can just be a matter of getting used to doing that or finding those ways that you can build it into conversation. Like there are ways that you can kind of come up with like, okay, so if we talk about this or if they ask me like what I'll, what I do, I'll say that and then segue into like this one specific piece of it that I want to go into more. And even just having a sense of ways to do that, mapping it out in advance. Cause you know, sometimes it's like you say your main thing you do, but like if they don't ask the right next question or, you know, they can kind of turn the conversation without necessarily meaning to from there. And then it's like, okay, yeah, like I said, I, what I do, but like that didn't really get into the nitty gritty of like the thing that I really care about, you know? Um, so it's just sometimes mapping out in advance and kind of having a sense of how you're going to say it, of how it makes sense of where those segues can be and having that in your mind can make it much easier to actually pull it off in real life and make it like and not come off in a natural way. Like you don't want this to sound weird or like you're just not like paying attention to the things that they're saying or asking you and you're just saying something else, but you want it to sound natural. So having some like talking points of how you want to bring it up, how you want to talk about it, especially if this is something that's new to you, even if it's, even if your business is not new, but this specific kind of building this personal brand or this specific, um, you know, these specific areas of expertise that you want to talk about more, be known for more. Um, if it's not something you've talked about personally in this way, or, um, yeah, just haven't talked about it that much. I, I find that in real life conversations, for example, for example, I have noticed that I tend to majorly play down my business and the things that I do for some reason when I'm talking to someone I've just met like especially if it's not a business situation so I don't really I don't know not necessarily in the business mindset or don't feel like they would necessarily like understand or whatever or care maybe I don't know what really what it is but I just downplay and sort of come across also not nearly as confident in in my business or in what I do I'm like, oh yeah, like we started a little magazine, you know, (laughs) things like that. Like it just doesn't come across the way I feel like I normally do or the way that I feel like I sound in other instances or the way that I really want to be thought of. And it's just, that's something I noticed personally that I don't really like. So I find that just having some talking points and even just having an intention about the way that you want it to come across, like I want to sound more bold and powerful when I talk about my business and the things that I do. Something like that, whatever words make sense for you, but how you want to sound, how you want to feel, how you want it to come across, that can be really helpful to practice in a way, if that makes sense. So just getting used to it, having a sense of what those talking points are for you, what you want someone to take away from their conversation with you can be really helpful. And I know that can feel a little bit funny. You don't want to feel like you're over-preparing for like a natural, authentic conversation, but it's not that you're still having, you're still having authentic conversations. It's just that you're being kind of prepared for it. And it's totally fine to make sure you're setting your conversation up to have clear outcomes and to make the person get the feelings and that you want them to feel and to come across the way that you want to come across. So Um, I think that's worth keeping in mind, you know, sometimes 
for some of us, it doesn't always roll off your tongue naturally all the time. I think we're so used to typing and like thinking about what we're saying or even, yeah, having like our mission written out and, you know, things drafted up in advance. But sometimes to talk about it in real life, especially if it's something new or something you haven't talked about a lot in an off the cuff way, it or, you know, you haven't anticipated like different kinds of questions or different ways people will ask you things or talk about things. Um, yeah, it could just somehow sometimes like not feel, um, super natural to you. Um, or you can sound less confident in it if you're not super used to having that conversation in that way. So just thinking it through beforehand can be really helpful to make sure you come across as confident as you want to, as in the ways that you want to. And I realized that this is, uh, like it's not a very concrete step of building a personal brand, but I think the ways you come across in person is really, really important when it comes to building a personal brand. I think the, that coming across the way you want to in these conversations and like in these networking situations really does help more than you might imagine when it comes to building a personal brand or, you know, I think it also contributes a lot to not building the personal brand that you want because, you know, if you come across in the way that you don't want, then you're not building your, your brand the way that you want it to. And I just think you need to be more intentional about it. So yes, part of it is getting to the events and actually getting in front of people and getting known, you know, having those conversations where you're getting known for something. But I actually think that kind of switched gears more than you expected it to into more of like using this as an opportunity to actually practice talking about your topics in real life, because I think that is super important for a personal brand. Um, so number four, um, this one's easy because I know that other one was like kind of vague, not vague, but, um, not necessarily something you can do right now in the same way. I mean, unless you happen to look it up and there's an event tonight, but, um, this one is one you can do right now. So keeping in mind that a personal brand or really building any brand is, it's a certain amount whatever it is that you want to be known for and a certain amount clarity. So, and I mean, this is actually very related to the last one. So, but in terms of being clear and concise about the things that you do and the ways that you talk about it, this one is just about going through and actually cleaning up your personal footprint, your online footprint, probably mostly, but anything that's out there online, um, if you have anything out there that's not online, I'm not really sure what that would be, but check your social media, check your website, check your blog posts, or even your regular pages on your website. Um, like your actual, like whatever copy that's there all the time, but do you have any outdated text? Is there anything that's unclear? Is your bio up to date in the way that you want it to be? Is, is there anything that needs to be fixed or updated or just tweaked or changed? Um, is there a single sentence that you could tweak to make something to do with your personal brand stronger, something you could take out or something you could add to just make it more aligned with all of the other things we've been talking about, all the ways that the actual personal brand you want, the way that you want to, the messaging you want to come across. Um, there could be individual words that you can add in or tweak. Take a look at all of those things and clean it up 
just sit down one time and do that. Make sure everything's clear. Make sure that when someone comes to see anything related to you, it will make sense. They will get a good sense of your personal brand and will feel like what you want it to feel like, not like an amalgamation of everything that you've randomly, you know, put up throughout the years in the last, you know, five years or whatever, including offers and messaging that you don't use anymore, or, you know, even old pictures that you don't use, you know, anymore, or any of that stuff, you know, you're allowed to erase, delete, clean up, and also add new updates. Even if it's just a word here and there, that can sometimes make a big difference. So think about the words you want to be known for, what you don't want to be known for, um, and just take a couple minutes to do that. I mean, it might take a couple minutes for some people. It might take a long time for, for you, depending on how much content you have out there, but it's definitely worthwhile. Um, okay. Lastly, this, this one might not be for everyone because this is something I don't really recommend you doing unless it's something you like to do and you enjoy doing it and you think you can be good at it or you are good, know you're good at it. So take this one with a grain of salt, but if it feels good to you, I think it can be really powerful for your personal brand. So that is find a speaking opportunity to put your hat in the ring for. And this could be something as big as a conference or like a local event that might need panelists or a speaker, or it could be something like an online summit or something where you're even speaking in someone's membership group. I feel like I see this all the time, like these days, people who want you to know, like maybe they have five or 10 people in like a membership group, or I mean, it could be more than that. I don't know, but it's just online. So it's not like you have to go somewhere in person, but you can give like a 30 minute long workshop or a talk or something on a certain topic. That can even be a good opportunity. So doing that can be a good way to build your personal brand. I mean, doing any of the above, but even that one, which where, you know, if it's just like an online workshop or something, it obviously gets your topic out there more. Even if there's five people, those could be great people to get in front of. Obviously you have to determine that yourself. Um, but it also gives you a chance to share about being a part of it. Even if it's like even if it's a membership group where only the people who are part of it can watch it or go to it, you can still share in advance that you're going to be a part of it. You can still share that day that you're putting together your workshop, you know, or that you've just finished speaking on it or whatever, whatever you want to share about like that experience. So even if it's not saying that other people can come to attend the event, you can still share that you're doing it, you know, and it still makes you look like an expert in your field because someone else asked you to teach on it and people don't do that unless they think that you are an expert in it. So it's obviously great to go and get in front of that group of people because they had some reason to be interested in you and your topic for some reason. So that's great. And that's why also obviously bigger events, in-person speaking events can be good. Um, but, um, yeah, if somebody's asked you to speak on a topic, that means you're starting to get known for it. And the more you can share with other people that you've been known for it, the better. And then they'll start to associate you with an event and a topic, even if they didn't go to it, even if they didn't go to that event or they didn't see you speak, they see you sharing about being a speaker on that topic. And that can just start building up those subconscious associations between you and the topic within other people's minds. So that can be a really powerful one if you're up for it. And if you think you can do a great job, again, I don't recommend you doing something like that if you aren't confident that you can do a great job with it because it can actually undermine the whole thing. And I know you can 
know your topic so well inside and out and just not enjoy speaking or not enjoy teaching or not know how to teach. And that doesn't mean you're not good, but, um, and that doesn't mean that you can't build a personal brand around this topic, obviously, but you kind of don't want to get out there and then like not have it come across well, because <laughs> that could backfire. Um, and not everybody is meant to be teaching. I get that. And that's totally fine. So if that's you, that's what this one you could skip, but I know a lot of the people listening to this are interested in open and good at speaking and teaching. So I think that's going to be a great option for a lot of you. And I, I know a ton of people want to get into those kinds of things and want to, you know, start doing that kind of teaching or speaking, but haven't really taken the leap to start. So if that's you consider this the encouragement you need to look into submitting yourself for one of those. Um, also keep in mind, I think when it comes to this kind of thing, people don't always come to ask you to do it at first. You really do have to put yourself out there, put your hat in the ring, um, and submit yourself or tell, you know, reach out to people who are, who, you know, put on things like that and tell them you're interested and available and, um, put yourself out there like that first people, especially if you haven't done it much, people won't know that you're even open to speaking, let alone that you want to. So, um, I think a lot of times people don't ever do it because they like are waiting for an invitation from someone like come speak at my thing. And that doesn't always happen, but don't be shy to submit yourself, ask them, reach out, whatever it is, um, and make it happen for yourself. So if I could leave you with one thing, it would be that. Um, okay. Did I say that was the last one? Um, there was one more thing I was going to say. So now lastly, even if I said that before, um, this one's kind of fun. I think determine some words and phrases that you like to use. Sounds simple. might sound like a funny one, but Again, it all comes back to that clarity piece. I think that having certain ways that you talk about things can be really helpful in helping people understand what it is that you do and the ways that you do it. And most people don't know and don't see everything you talk about. So simplifying anywhere you can is usually the best bet, especially when it comes to marketing and all the ways that you're going to be kind of marketing your personal brand. Certain words phrases, tone of voice that people can know you for. And this might not necessarily have to do with your main topic or, you know, that main thing that you want to be known for in the same way that we've been talking about with the other ones, the main thing that you're an expert in. This is why it's called personal brand. Cause this, you know, you as a person too, are there certain things that you as a person, um, you know, certain words you use, certain phrases you use, even if it's not related again to your like expert topic, um, are there ways that you talk about things, um, that you associate with yourself or like that you use a lot or that somebody would say, you know, oh yeah, like so-and-so she's whatever. I don't know. She always says that or talks like that. Anything that you've been known to, to use or to speak like, and if there aren't, Think of there any that makes sense to you. Is there anything you particularly like or don't like in terms of words or phrases or certain kinds of words that you would never use or certain kinds of words that you would like to use more of? It doesn't have to be anything too crazy, but just adding in like a couple of things like that um, 
it can be really interesting. Sometimes once you really think about it, it can be interesting. You'll find there are certain words that maybe you do use a lot, but you just hadn't really noticed. And you could play it up a little bit more, or you might find that you also, or conversely, you might find that you're using, that you're switching your phrases around a lot. I think this one's actually even more common, (laughs) that when you talk about certain things, you actually could really tighten it up by simplifying it and talking about it in the same way in most of diff- your, the different instances that you talk about it instead of using different wording when you're kind of talking about the same thing in different instances, if that makes sense. Um, and again, I don't mean like, what did I say before? Like, I don't mean like repetitive. I just mean consistent or something like it doesn't have to sound super boring by always using the same phrase over and over again. I don't mean it like that, but certain things that I think if you think about this, you can picture some people who do have certain ways that they talk about certain things or certain phrases that they use a lot. And it doesn't make the speech boring. It just, it's a way that you kind of associate something with them. And now, yeah, that's just part of building a personal brand. It's part of their personal brand. If they always use a certain kind of word or if they never use a certain kind of word, that could be something that you notice. So, um, yeah, come up with some things that you think you do often. It could be different ways that you greet people or leave people like a phrase you leave people with, um, or a certain way that you, phrase what you do or talk about what you do or your, your field of expertise or, um, yeah, how you talk about different things like that. Just think about it first for right now. And I think if you think about it, you'll know what I mean. Like you'll, you'll start to see some things. So you'll have a sense of a couple things that come to mind, jot them down, jot down like two or three things or a few more. But as I said, it's not like you have to come up with like a whole list of vocabulary things that you say or don't say. Um, just a couple things that you think you might like to be known for use more of again phrases single words whatever makes sense it could be like that you feel like you use I don't know some certain word often when you're talking but like there's just another word that you prefer for the same thing but it just doesn't roll off your tongue quite the same way but you would like to start getting used to it so things like that um and then just be a little conscious of them when you're putting together your content again your social media posts work those into the captions sometimes or if you're gonna do a video or talk to someone or uh, like on a podcast maybe there are certain phrases that you want to make sure to use maybe there's a certain way you sign off every time and um you can also like use that when you sign off on a social post or get off of a phone call things like that that are just little ways you can build them in and a little bit of consistency and um Also, when you like, maybe I just kind of already said this, but when you think about it, you might realize there's words or phrases you don't love, or even just certain like ways of talking that you don't love. Like, like what I mentioned before, for me that I think I don't always come across as confident in person, or like when I describe what I do. So I need to eliminate some of those like, unsure phrases from my vocab, right? And that works too. Sometimes it's eliminating certain things or saying I don't want to show up that way in a conversation. I want people to think of me as confident and bold. And, um, that's kind of the same thing. So think about if there are some things you can add in, in a natural way and start to kind of feel known for the ways you talk about things. Um, okay. Those are six, I think quick things. 
you can do this spring to build or strengthen your personal brand. And I think if we all do these things, or even if you just pick a few and implement them into your week, we'll all strengthen how we come across and have a stronger personal brand, which will really help strengthen our overall brand and set you up for more media opportunities, stronger marketing, stronger relationships, really all the good things. I think that I'm going to make a little, some kind of cheat sheet with these six things because it was kind of a bit much to follow along on. I mean, hopefully you'll rewind this now and get out your pen and paper and go through them all. But just in case you don't want to, I will link in the show notes, um, some kind of little cheat sheet or something that will make that will kind of outline those six things so you can keep them in mind and work on them. Again, whichever ones, pick and choose, but obviously I think the more you do, the better. Um, But pick and choose the things out of these six that you're going to work on for this spring, year, however long you're going to, you know, forever (laughs) work on this um, to make it easy to follow along with and stay on track. And find me on social, Instagram, at Quotable Media Co., to let me know if you do these or which ones you're going to focus on this month or this spring. I'd love to hear and to cheer you on. So let me know. And um, also please rate and review this podcast and send this episode to a, a business building bestie who could do this with you. And then you guys can encourage each other and make sure you actually stick with it and keep building up your brand and yeah build a personal brand that you love thanks for listening if you enjoyed this show please subscribe to quotable a female millennial entrepreneur podcast wherever you listen so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on itunes so other people will be able to find us easily Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.